To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Welcome. Well, come in. Let's put on the show. Your cadaverous pallor. Aloha. Betrays an aura of foreboding. Hang on to them hats and glasses. And now, ladies and gentlemen, remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Hello, and welcome to Remain Seated, please, number 13. Number 13? The Baker's Dozen. Oh. And here we are back from another few months off, so we're uh, we're bringing back another list for you guys. Today we are going to talk about special effects of Disney parks. When you go to a Disney park, what are some things that you see or experience that really blows your mind? And I think a lot of these things include upgrades and, and pluses that they've done recently to some of the attractions. Yeah, those could be in there. We'll see. <laughs> we'll tell you our list and you tell us yours. Yeah, please. Yeah, leave, uh, leave in the comments what your, at least your top number one favorite is. Uh, so, Robert, let's go ahead and start with you. What would be your number five? My number five is from Disneyland, Snow White's Scary Adventures. <laughs> when you're riding at Snow White's Scary Adventures, there is a scene where you encounter the witch and she is behind her cauldron and she is holding the apple. And as she turns, it turns into a little skull like in the movie. But when she turns, you see it actually it turns into a physical skull, like a, like the shape of it. Though everything changes, I have no idea how they do that. It's a simple effect that no one ever talks about, and it's incredible. <laughs> now, is that the same scene with the whole room changes and the projection on the walls and everything? No, it's the scene oh. where with the big spider web, and she's behind the spider web with the cauldron. Yeah, it's so under the radar for me. I can't even I can't even picture it. Yeah, no, next time you go on it, watch the apple, and you'll see it changes shape. I think what it is is the figure itself turns and I think at one angle it looks like an apple. Sure, yeah. But then when it moves maybe the it, angle, maybe the apple actually turns as well in her hand. It doesn't look like it, but maybe uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll have Th to that's one of those effects. Scene. I just don't know how it happens. That sounds, but it sounds cool neat. enough. It would have been on my list if I'd even thought about it. Yeah, no one talks about yeah, that. I mean, no one really talks about that, but it's uh, right up there as one of those mind-blowing effects. Yeah, what a great effect. They really, really plussed with that one. This uh, That's this not even a plus. That's been like that for years. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I just ne I, you just never noticed it. When, when did you notice it the first time? Uh, a few years ago, probably. Oh, okay. But I don't know how long it's been there, but it's, it's really neat. Wow. It may have been there from the 80s refurb, 1983. Wow. That's um, quite the reverb. Because I'm telling you, I even though this looks like an amazing trick, I have a feeling it's very simple. Oh, yeah. Isn't it always? All right. Well, what's, what's your number five? Well, my number five comes from Paris at the Walt Disney Studios Park, and it's from my all-time favorite Disney attraction, Crush's Coaster. <laughs> and it comes from the effect that it appears that you're in the East Australian current. The way the ride is set up is it's the closest thing you could compare it to ride system-wise is Primeval Whirl at uh, Animal Kingdom, which everybody doesn't like. But if you think about how great the ride system is, it's it's a 
car that seats four people back to back and it spins, but you're in a turtle shell. Now, mix that with the tightness of the track in Mulholland Madness, or what is now Goofy Sky School, and the the darkness of Space Mountain, and the projection systems of Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage, and you get the East Australian Current. They It really feels like you're immersed all around you, but you're not in a tunnel. It's all done with projections and walls and and just the positioning of the cars and everything, but it's really one of the coolest effects. That's, I'm sure, as simple as projections, but it's just looks so amazing. Is it like that, the digital mapping that they've been doing? I don't know. I would. I saw that in 2008, and I'm sure that it hadn't been upgraded since the ride had opened. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's been so many years now. Maybe somebody who knows a little bit more than me and has been on it more recently with some more. Uh, in 2008, I wasn't paying attention to those types of things. I was still in awe of everything. So. Um, it'd be interesting. If you know the answer, leave a comment below. Well, it sounds like an incredible ride that I would love to experience. It really is incredible. Worth the trip. To old Perry. What's your number four? My number four is another simple yet effective special effect. And it's from Indiana Jones Adventure, Temple of the Forbidden Eye at Disneyland Park. And it's the effect of simply moving backwards. At the end of the ride, you're on your Jeep, and you encounter Indiana Jones hanging on the rope. And he says, back up, back up, or other things like that. And your Jeep backs up as the big rolling ball comes tumbling towards you. And then at the last second, you go forward and go under the ball and survive the day. But when it seems like you're backing up, in reality, you're standing still. What the Imagineers did was... They just had your car shake a little bit and they actually moved the walls forward. So it feels like you are moving backwards. If you look behind you, you'll see you're not moving at all. Because, you know, can you imagine being on a roller coaster type ride and going backwards when everyone else is moving forward? It's impossible. You can't do that. Yeah. So your car just stops and everything else moves backwards. It's a trick of the eye. Yeah, it's an incredible... Actually, this effect works well. If you're ever sitting in your car in traffic and then someone next to you starts pulling forward, sometimes you feel like you're moving backwards. Yeah, I do. I remember the first time I felt that was pulling into a parking spot at the grocery store with my parents. And the minute we stopped, the car next to us was backing out and it it like made me all kind of dizzy, sort of. But I remember thinking, wow, what a great optical illusion. I, mean, I don't know what you would call that. Yeah, but that's the exact same thing that they do in the attraction. And it works wonders. All right, what's your number four? Mine comes from Tokyo Disney Sea, and it is the vanishing idol effect in the Tower of Terror. Oh, yes. This is an effect that I think I might have figured out at this point, uh, but I can't elaborate. And I sort of talked about it in the podcast in my Disney Sea recap. Harrison Hightower is a, a world traveler who loves to collect things, and he keeps them all in this huge hotel that he lives in. He lives in a hotel for some reason. Nobody knows why. Um, but all of his things are kept beneath this hotel, um, and he has an office that you go into, and that is where uh, the, the story is explained to you, the viewer. Uh, and everything takes place behind. So you're you're standing in front of his desk, 
Um, and you can see all of his antiquities on the wall and all over his desk. And there's this great big stained glass above his, uh, behind his desk that would be, you know, a source of light for him in the room and everything. Uh, but it's very, very ornate. Almost feels like you're in a church. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, the the cast member cranks an old Victrola record player, and you start to hear. Uh, this old-timey music, and all of a sudden the lights dim, and the stained-glass window starts to animate and tell you the story of uh, of his latest, his last conquest to, uh, I think it was to Africa, where he obtains this little Zulu uh, uh, doll, a uh, voodoo doll, and, uh, and there's a special spotlight on this voodoo doll that is next to the uh, next to the stained glass window and in the stained glass window, which is an amazing effect in and of itself, but probably just projection, I would say most similar to the new projection effects in Haunted Mansion Holiday on the scrim above the stretching, uh, stretching room, similar to that still looks great though. Um, and one of the last effects is you can see that the idol has sent Harrison Hightower into the elevator and sends him down to his doom. <laughs> then uh, the uh, idol uh, does this really creepy smile at you, and I think he even like raises his eyebrows in kind of a sassy way, and then he starts to shimmer like uh, like pixie dust is being drizzled on him, and after he's done shimmering, he is gone, physically gone from the room. This really happens in front of your eyes, and it's absolutely incredible. Uh, and that's just one of the greatest effects I've ever seen in person. I've seen video of it online, and it, it looks incredible. Like, of course, you can't tell watching a video, but it really does look like something's there, and a second later, it's disappeared. And it's very much there. I mean, it's in the room just as much as any other prop in the room. It's just very incredible. So how do you imagine this effect is accomplished? Well, the tiki looks like it's made of wood, so it has a natural wood grain to it. And I think instead of the wood grain being carved into something i think it's actually a lot of little pieces that come together and when the pieces are uh, so it's hollow in the middle and these are all exterior pieces that come up to the middle so it looks like wood grain when you see the the let's say they're sticks or that's the problem is i can't explain what it might be made out of but i think all of those things are individually pulled into little holes so it's, it doesn't drop as one piece. It, they all separate out and into the thing. And I think that's how it happens. Yeah, that, that, could, be, uh, that could be it. Anyway, that's well, how Why it, would they do that instead of the whole thing falling in? Because you can see it too well. And I think the effect of it separating a little bit makes it a little more um, transparent. So it looks like it's starting to vanish. And if you're pulling a lot of small pieces... It's much, you can pull them much quicker without hurting them than you can dropping something that, that size. I mean, I would say it's 14 inches high maybe, and maybe, uh, I don't know, a rough 12 inches around. I, it's, it's not small. So that's my number four. Uh, Robert, what's your number three? On to number three. Number three, believe it or not, if you know me, you wouldn't think I'd ever choose this, but I'm going to have to choose something from Star Tours. Oh my. Now, this is from the updated Star Tours. Sure. When you visit the planet Naboo, you go underwater oh, yes. and then once you come out of the water, you crash into you crash into a spaceship and 
the 3D is so amazing and it's so unexpected that the nose of the spaceship feels like it is literally in your own spaceship that you're sitting in. Yeah. It really feels like the like star crash through the windshield. Yeah. You're in your star speeder. The nose of the other spaceship crashes through your windshield and it feels like it's inches from your nose. It's incredible. And I never thought I would be that impressed by 3D. And the other and the rest of the 3D works fine, but nothing else in Star Tours works as well as that. It really is incredible. It's my favorite. I get so excited when we end up in Naboo, even though we go under under the water to the gun to, to through the Gungan village and everything, uh, which everybody doesn't like Jar Jar Binks. But it really is the best ending because it's so lifelike. It's well, so real. Well, I think the whole Naboo section is the best option of Star Tours. Yeah, you do see Jar Jar for a second, which I don't like, but I really like the monster that follows you and his tongue hits the windshield. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, to me, it's the best part of Star Tours. Yeah, that's a great, great effect. It is. It's wonderful. Uh, let's go to your number three. My number three is back in Disneyland, and it is the uh, Snow White scene where the walls change and everything. That is the mapping we were talking about earlier. Oh, yes. The, the digital, digital mapping. mapping. That upgrade was so awesome for that attraction. And they're bringing more of those things to the park. They I are. think it, I think it's happening to Toad next, is it not? Um, Peter Pan. Oh, you're right. You're right. Peter Pan. What happens is you enter the room and you see the evil queen facing the mirror and she says magic mirror on the wall and then as she turns towards you it is revealed she is now the the witch or the old hag as they call her and during the turn her shiny palace everything gets dark and there's cobwebs all over the whole room is digitally mapped to look like a beautiful palace and then as she turns it turns into this old witch the room along with her turns into this old dungeon-like chamber. I even feel like she hunches over as she turns, too, because she's she does. very tall as the queen. She does. And she goes, With this disguise, I'll fool them all. <laughs> it really is one of the greatest effects, I think. And I can't wait to see more of it. Let me hear you go, Ha! <laughs> That's right. And uh, Alice in Wonderland was the second one to get upgrades. That's right. They just came out. Those are all great, but, but I didn't... The, the, that one was like beyond the, the Snow White upgrades. Yeah. Like I, I still think Snow White's going to get upgrades like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I think That'll so. That'll be great. Can't wait for them to keep on upgrading. Yeah. Uh, so uh, moving on up, what's your number two? My number two is a simple yet classic effect. It's the Pepper's Ghost effect. Um, and I'm going to pick my favorite use of the Pepper's Ghost effect. It's the ballroom of the Haunted Mansion. Now, when you enter the ballroom, you see you see all these ghosts dining, uh, you know, at, at the birthday table, and you see ghosts dancing, and you can see right through them, and they disappear. And it's a very simple effect. What happens is there's a giant plate of glass between you and the scene, and all the characters are below and above you, so they're simply shining a light on the characters, so we are looking at their reflection. And because we're looking at a reflection, it seems like they are see-through like ghosts so it's a very simple effect and it's used several times throughout the parks uh it's also used for the blue fairy and the pinocchio attraction it's yeah. used uh 
in the Tower of Terror. Winnie the Pooh Starfield, has Starfield, Winnie the Pooh. I want to Several say, different places. Is it in Monsters, Inc. at all, or no? It is. Yeah. For uh, Randall. That's right, that's right. Yeah, it's a great classic effect that's been around for years. Like, magicians in the 1800s used to use the effect. And it's great, very simple, and it works wonders. I think we're on to number two for you. That's right. And uh, speaking of Winnie the Pooh at Disneyland, I'm going to jump to Winnie the Pooh at Tokyo Disneyland. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. And talk about just the trackless ride system. (laughs) That in and of itself is an amazing effect. Um, And specifically in that attraction, there's a scene where uh, you meet up with Tigger and he's bouncing around. And they've worked it in this weird 3D way, but it's not like 3D with glasses. It's that all of the elements in the room move in different times. So your car has a bounce built into it. And then the foreground wall element has a bounce to it. And the background wall element has a bounce to it. And all three of them move at different times. And it really feels like it's just one of the coolest effects. And it's super simple. Um, It's like you're in a life-size multiplane camera. That's right. So imagine that. And you're sliding the panes up and down inside or side to side uh, more than anything. And you're looking straight through the multiplane camera. It's that effect. Um, but but you're sitting in the middle of it, and it's really incredible, and it happens all around you. It's sort of disorienting, but really fun to watch. Oh, I, I sure hope uh, they get to go on that one day. Yeah. Well, here we are. You're number one. We're at number one, the most amazing special effect the eyes have ever seen. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, now, this one is from Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, and it is Enchanted Tales with Belle. Oh, yes. I can't believe I didn't put this on my list. Now, this is the best special effect I have ever seen. Now, this seems like it's just going to be a stupid attraction. <laughs> really? Like you walk in and say, what? Yeah, you're, you're in line just to meet the, uh, the character Belle, and she's going to tell you a story. You know, it's like, so what? It's just all these kids. Yeah. So I remember the first time I went, it was near park closing, so the line was only about 20 minutes. Sure. And you enter Belle's cottage, and you're in Maurice's workshop. Which and already looks awesome. Yeah, it looks great. It looks just like the movie. Yeah. And you look all around you, and the cast member says, you know, feel free to look around. But let me ask you, is there something here that looks strange? And you look in front of you, and on the wall, there is a mirror. Now, this is a physical, real mirror. You see your reflection. It's about, I don't know, it's probably like 20 inches tall by 20, yeah. something like that. yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, the lights dim and the story of Beauty and the Beast starts to play in the mirror. Then near the end of it, you they project in the mirror be- the Beast's castle and it zooms into the door. And as it's zooming in, the mirror starts to stretch and it gets to be the size of the door. And then as the door opens on the projected Beast's castle, the mirror starts to open. And you're watching this. But from the middle, because it's a double door that right, opens. Yeah. Right, from the middle of the mirror. And you're watching this and you're thinking, this can't be real. This was a mirror. This is a real wall. Hanging on the wall. A real mirror on a real wall. And now it's opening. Like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. And then you see on the other side, a cast member tells you to come on, come <laughs> through the door. I'm like, how? <laughs> it was 
the most incredible effect. You so you walk through, and then you have the rest of your attraction, which is you know just whatever. I mean, it's it, they have some neat the Lumiere puppet is very good. They have a Lumiere puppet and uh, the cabinet animatronics neat. Yeah, but that whole thing of going through that door that didn't exist a second ago is the most incredible thing I have ever seen. It's an incredible effect. Yes. <laughs> it, it works wonders. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite effect? My favorite effect goes back to Tokyo Disney Sea, and it is the animatronic of the big dinosaur monster thing at the end of Journey to the Center of the Earth. It's one of the biggest animatronics I've ever seen. It moves incredibly well, and it's very scary. I just wish that you were there longer, because pretty much as soon as you get to the monster, your car zooms away. It's the last thing you see on your journey to the center of the Earth in your vehicle. Uh, That is close. the the closest thing I can think is the uh, ride vehicle for Indiana Jones uh, and the Top of the Forbidden Eye. If I could go on any ride, it would probably be that one. It looks so incredible. Yeah, it's filled with animatronics and projections and fire and caverns, which are your favorite. I mean... Yeah, caverns and animatronics are by far my favorite. I thought about putting an anima... Just audio animatronics on my list because I love audio animatronics, but I couldn't think of one. Specific. I couldn't think of one specifically. I'd probably say the auctioneer is pretty great. Yeah, I'd probably say the auctioneer is the most fluid, lifelike animatronic. I know Ben Franklin walks at Disney World, but I feel like they could do him better now. And Lincoln has an incredible face in yeah. uh, the Disneyland version. So maybe that's your runner-up. Because I have a runner-up. I can be my runner-up, but I do have another honorable mention. (laughs) Sure, sure. That's a runner-up, and this is the honorable mention. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Mickey's PhilharMagic. Oh, yeah. That's a great attraction. Now, the only reason I didn't put this on here is because I don't think I've looked for the effect happening, so I don't know how easy it is to spot. But you're you're in a movie theater, and there's this archway over the screen, and during the show, it disappears. I, I don't notice it disappearing, <laughs> but it's gone eventually. But then at the end of the end of the program, um, there's like a tornado, like a whirlwind, and everything comes flying into place, including that arch, and it's just all of a sudden there. Now, just watching it, I just feel like it just appeared, but I feel like if I if I look for it, maybe there's maybe it just comes into place and I just didn't notice. I don't know, but I remember that being pretty spectacular. I remember it being amazing. When I saw it in Tokyo, the entire show was in Japanese, so I had a chance to look around, and I noticed it. But, okay. but I mean, yeah, I mean, you're so enthralled with the show. The show's so engaging that it's so well, it, it's so well hidden within the show. But when you're watching it in a language you don't understand, you start to look around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time I go to Disney World, I'm going to look for it. Yeah, that's a good one. What's your runner-up? My runner-up is another audio animatronic, which is the dragon underneath Sleeping Beauty's castle in Paris. It uh, was a delightful surprise. It's, again, gigantic. It doesn't move a lot, but when it does, it's, I mean, it's a sleeping dragon. So they, you know, it probably doesn't need to be updated all that much because you sort of, it's laying on the ground kind of hanging out, but it's just pretty awe-inspiring and awesome to see. Um, but doesn't do anything particularly amazing. 
Yeah. I guess my other honorable mention is the dragon from Fantasmic when he spits the fire. Oh, yes. But, I mean, that's one of my favorite Disneyland moments, which we've talked about in another show. But um, the reason I didn't put it on my list is because it's easy to figure out how they do it. Yeah. But it just looks, it looks great. It really does. So I think that brings it uh, us to an end of our top five. And you know what's amazing? No overlaps. That was pretty incredible. That's a solid top ten. That's true. That is a top ten. <laughs> We'd love to know what your uh, favorite effect of all time is, or maybe even your top five. Give us a top ten if you can't think of any there. Or just a hodgepodge of what your favorite things are. You can leave a comment on the website, on YouTube, on Facebook, wherever you'd like. We'll see it. And, uh, yeah, should we move along to Disneyland news? Sure. Do you want to start something? Uh, sure. I mean, the top thing on my list is uh, the elephant in the room, Disneyland's Diamond Celebration. What That's do you know right. about this Diamond Celebration? Well, they had a, they had a big event recently where they, where they unveiled some of the things coming, and it wasn't anything shocking, stuff that everyone figured would be coming for the anniversary. Uh, a new parade, new fireworks show... Now, the parade is based on the one from Hong Kong, Paint the Night, right? Right. And they uh, they have some digital mapping, as we were talking about, all over Main Street, all over the buildings. Yeah. Um, and then a new fireworks show and a new World of Color show. Oh, a new World of Color show. Yeah. Is it just going to be for the 60th? Is it going to be an all-new show, or is it going to have a new scene like they have as, they, as a new movie or franchise comes out? Well, I'm not sure, but... I think it's going to be more than just one new scene. Oh, that'd be great. They announced the day the celebration starts for the 60th anniversary, which I believe is May 22nd. And you know I'll be there. <laughs> now, is that a press day or is that open to the public? Everyone can come down and see it. Open to the public. I I don't think they're doing the press day, but maybe, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's tough for them. I mean, 10 years ago, well, there also, weren't as many annual pass holders. You could close the park in the middle of the week. and That's true, but... 50 is bigger than 60, isn't it? I would say, yeah. The castle is completely covered in scaffolding. Yeah. I don't even remember them doing that for the 50th. I don't remember it being covered up like that. I'm sure they did. But they must have, yeah. Peter Pan will open with its new effects around that time. And uh, and I think throughout the year, throughout the 60th anniversary for that whole year, uh, eventually they'll get to some more uh, Fantasyland rides. And even a, and a, a new appearance by someone from the Haunted Mansion might be coming. That's right. Even though in the comments on the Disneyland blog, somebody, the first comment said, oh, is it going to be Hatbox Ghost? And uh, the person who wrote the blog commented back and said, no, not this time. Really? But they specifically said where it was going to happen, which is right at the end of the attic scene before the graveyard scene. They, are you sure it was the person that ran the site? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it shows up in green. So what I'm pulling what, for him. So what happened is when the Haunted Mansion came back from the Haunted Mansion holiday version... Uh, a new wall appeared near the end of the attic scene right before the graveyard scene and there's a window in that wall and oh like I a didn't little, even notice all of this yeah there's like a little hologram of the of the little bat from the, the bat scan what's it called scansion you know the little oh the stanchions stanchion. down in the thing yeah yeah uh -huh. yeah yeah there's a little down in the loading area yeah there's a little hologram of the bats that you know connected to the uh, oh. to the ropes you go past it and it's right in front of your face it's very close and then after that was there, there was a post on the Disney Parks blog saying that you may notice there's something new at the Haunted Mansion and they're teasing that something's coming and people are thinking that behind that wall they are preparing the return of the Hatbox ghost. 
No, I've got to see this. How did I miss it? I don't know. What, what right was I looking face? at? <laughs> Maybe I was looking at the bride. If he comes back, do you think they'll have the effect of his head disappearing? They have to, right? And how would they do it? Is he just going to have a projected face like Madame Leota and it just appear in the hat box? Maybe they've imagineered a new way to do it. I don't know. Um, oh, have you seen the new uh, Disney Gallery Snow Queens thing? Which yes, I have. Is all about Frozen, which I'm not a super big fan of, but they do have a bunch of sketches from Mark Davis for his Snow Queen attraction, and it got me excited for hopefully this Maelstrom opening, the, the Maelstrom's reimagining down in uh, Epcot. Well, that doesn't excite me about Maelstrom <laughs> because I loved Maelstrom. Well, I keep hoping that that's it. Yeah, but I don't think, but they're not going to expand. I don't think they're going to change the track at all or anything. Well, they don't need to for that, do they? Well, no, but it's all going to be movies. Anyway, like. so the Snow Queen uh, thing is pretty cool, <laughs> for, even for fans, even for people who are not fans of Frozen. Yeah, it was going to be an all icy attraction on a boat, similar to Pirates of the Caribbean, but it was all going to be based on the story of the Snow Queen, and you'll go through, you know, like Arctic areas with polar bears and. It was designed specifically because it gets so hot during the summer months. I oh, thought there should be a good, girl. A nice, cold, air-conditioned ride. Sure, yeah, why not? Yeah, that would have been great. I think they were thinking of putting it near like where the Fantasyland Theater is. Oh, um, Frozen Fun opened over oh, at Disney yes. California Adventure. Did you experience any of it? Um, I certainly tried. Uh, I tried to go to the sing-along thing, which has standby seating as well as fast fast passes but know before you go standby seating is like six seats just get a fast pass don't even try to stand by because you're going to move 10 feet and they're going to say oh no we're filled for this one so get yourself a fast pass do that um i love what they've done is it stage 12 where the i uh, where the snow sledding is and maybe uh you can meet olaf in there and there's a band like and there's all these themed uh uh, snacks you can get like fruit cups but they've arranged it so it looks like Olaf is in the cup uh, and all that stuff that is all awesome I think it's the best thing they've done in there ever because um, well, it looks well themed It's they built things in there I wanted to go look in there but it was a 45 minute wait just to walk inside oh we walked right inside it was a two hour wait to meet Olaf though but they do give you pagers and things but we haven't met Olaf yet uh, there are some shows stage shows but I didn't see any of them um, yeah, I, I thought there was a band at night, and you told me there was not. No, there's no band. There's a DJ and dancers, and then a girl will come out and sing, I think. Okay, kind of like they did on that side stage sometimes yeah. over at uh, Mad Tea Party, yeah. like when they would have the Cirque stuff coming down. Not, not to say the Cirque stuff, but it's almost... it was, it was was They were performers, but not a band. Right. Um, they put a big Frozen Fun icon... Uh, thing in the middle of Carthay Circle where the Christmas tree used to be. That's true. Uh, they put uh, the meet and greet area over in the in the originally planned meet and greet area inside the animation building. So that kind of, I kind of like that that's being utilized the way that it should be. Um, and then don't forget the Royal Theater, the old uh, Plaza Gardens Theater at Disneyland is now. Oh, that's right. They have a new all Frozen, Frozen show. shows. All Frozen shows. I thought they were doing. Uh, it was just in the repertory. They were doing Tangled Frozen and something else. Beauty and the Beast? No, I think it's just Frozen now. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. How about this? On to a happier note. New Pirates of the Caribbean merchandise based on the popularity of the Haunted Mansion merchandise that came out last year. That's true. Are you excited for some of it? Um, I am very excited 
for merchandise that's coming out for Pirates. Um, they haven't revealed anything really. No, just, they like, just sort of announced it. and stuff. But I hope there's some good stuff in there because I, I Pirates is just as great as Haunted Mansion, is my opinion. Or you know, but I don't want Jack Sparrow stuff. You know, right. I want some nice. I mean, like, here's the thing: we're so far removed from that franchise now. Do you think we're starting to get to the point where nobody really cares? But they're filming a new movie, so sure. But we have friends with kids now. When that kid is five, are they going to care? I hope not. I want the old pirates to come back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and they're also coming out with the line of Tower of Terror stuff too, in the in a similar vein. Oh, I, really? Yeah, oh, neat. That's I exciting that. too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Since we we're just talking about pirates, I will mention last time I went on, the Davy Jones effect was off and the fog machine. So it was really there was a little bit of a light coming from the bottom, like in the water. But when a boat would go over, it'd be pitch black in there like it used to be. I was so excited. <laughs> it felt so good just to have it black again. And I wish I wish the old narration was flying. Yeah. too much. And then there's one pirate in the uh, auction scene who's holding on to the redhead with a rope and he has a different head right now. Oh. Yeah. Well, I got something. Sure, sure. I signed up for my first run Disney event. Whoa. I did. I am going to do the 60th anniversary, the Disneyland 60th anniversary 10K run. Good for you. Are you going to run? I'm going to walk really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Is it all sold out? Can people still sign up? Yeah, it was. It sold out within an hour of uh, wow being available. What are the details? When is the run? The run is in September. Oh, okay. So you got a while to train. Yeah, and uh, it'll be fun. Like I just want, I want to at least experience it once because you get to go like behind the scenes and the sure, yeah. tunnels under Disneyland. That's cool. Ten k. Yeah. Um. Yep. Let's see. We got a couple more things. Um. Walt Disney World has a couple things coming that are imitating us, like uh, they now have the Trolley Car Cafe serving Starbucks over at Hollywood Studios, uh-huh. and they have um, a, uh, a Trader Sam's now opening at the uh, Poly Resort. It's not open yet. Polynesian though, right? Resort. No, but the Trader yeah. Sam's Grotto, they're open. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm going to go for sure when I... Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, now, you know, they're having some fun. And also at Walt Disney World, an interactive queue just opened for Peter Pan. That's right. Um, I'm trying to avoid it as much as I can until I Yeah, I know nothing it. about it other than they opened it. Someone on my Instagram did post uh, a little video, and what I saw looked neat. I won't oh, spoil nice. it, though. <laughs> what else? Here's something that was sort of topical for today. The Ratatouille ride in Paris just won a visual effects award. Oh, very nice. The Visual Effects Society recently presented its 13th annual VES awards, and Ratatouille, l'aventure tout le monde de Remy, I have no idea if I said that right, but that's me just reading the press release, uh, received the award for outstanding visual effects in a special venue project. Pretty rad. Uh, some other interesting news. The Bread Factory reopened. That's right. I took some great pictures, and apparently I took pictures just after they took the uh the the walls down of the i mean now anybody can go take pictures but i posted pictures on instagram and somebody commented that i was there today i didn't see any of that um but the the car is out in front somebody commented on our instagram today and said i love it i love that you're not held hostage and have to watch the video you can just leave whenever you want I wish we were still held hostage, but with a better video, with a better video, <laughs> like the tortilla factory. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Remember yeah. towards the end of the tortilla factory, they just had the doors open. And you just like, yeah. don't whatever, just go. And that really upset me because I liked watching that video and everyone just bypasses all those little people in the windows. Yeah. Uh, Luigi's Flying Tires is closing soon. That's right. Luigi's Flying Tires will soon be a thing of yesteryear. It was an attraction that was based off of the flying saucers that used to be at Disneyland that closed. Uh, I'm not sure why they closed. I guess they just either weren't that popular or it didn't work that great. But I think it was both. But the same thing with Luigi's Flying Tires. It just well, remember you were supposed to have a control and you could control how it spins and stuff. And then they took all that out before the yeah. ride opened. I mean, I don't know if it's just a safety thing, but it's huge, and you can't even tell that you're floating. It, it's not; it wasn't that great, and and they've realized that, so they are going to reimagine it. And there's already some concept art of what That's is right. going to come, and they said it's going to be a new ride vehicle, a new type of track. So it could be trackless. That's right. But maybe not like Winnie the Pooh, but trackless. So with that, I think that'll conclude our 13th episode, unless you have anything else. That's it. Unlucky 13. <laughs> this should have been the Tower of Terror episode. <laughs> I know. I thought about it, but we've already had two Tower of Terror episodes. I know. Two and a half, probably. Um, we could have had 13 episodes. <laughs> yeah, we should have done 13 Tower episodes. Uh, you know, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, like us on Instagram and all those things. If you want to follow us individually, we post our own Disney pictures as well. Uh, David is... At David Park, and I'm at 999 posts right now. I don't oh know what to do for my God. thousandth post. That sh- the 999th should have been the Haunted Mansion. It should have been. I'll just delete my last v- yeah. little video it was. So anyway... Uh, on Instagram, I'm at David Park, P-A-R-K-E, and Remain Seated Please is at Remain Seated Please. And Robert, what's your Instagram? My Instagram, if you want to follow me, is Robbie431, R-O-B-B-Y-431. And uh, until then, I'm David. And I'm Robert. And we'll see you at the parks. Goodbye. Bye. So what's your favorites out there? Right to... What's your favorites out there? Leave your comments at Remain Seated, please. (laughs) Well, folks, this concludes our show. There. That wasn't so bad. Was it? I'll see you all a little later. You may not survive to pass this way again. Time to be moving along. Hurry back. And barrel around to see us again.